headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Barbara starts this hour in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Barbara. How are you? I am well. Good. How can we help? I need some advice on how to move forward with the collections company. I had a roof put on, and I got several estimates done, and I got down to making a decision between two different ones. And the insurance company kind of stonewalled on one because they came in like $12,000 more than the other company. So the insurance company told me that, well, why would I pay that much more to have a roof roof put on when I have a reputable company here that will do it? So when I told, I called this company A, that I was going with someone else, he became very angry and belligerent and sent me an invoice for $697 for the services he had provided. Although even if you go to his website, it says that he gives free estimates. So he sent it to collections, and they keep calling me about it. Mm -hmm. I just need to know how to move forward with that. Now, there is one caveat here. One time when we were after the insurance company stonewalled on him, he he asked me to sign this DocuSign. And he told me by word of mouth, I don't have any written evidence of it that this does not obligate you to anything. It just allows me to continue to try and negotiate with the company, insurance company. And he said, I do this all the time. I know I can get them to meet my price. So I signed it, you know, which was not a wise thing to do. But it pretty much said that um, the agreement was between the homeowner and him, well, his company, and that in exchange for his services provided, that I would agree to enter into a formal building contract with them and that does it say anything about a fee for the estimate it does okay what does it say well no not for the estimate but he does say that if i fail to enter into a formal building contract within 30 days of agreement to the with the insurance company that uh there would be a cancellation fee for expenses incurred during the claim scope of the scope of the claim okay well you have two options so that's what I signed. you have two options okay option number one i was stupid for signing something it cost me 695 dollars because you're probably gonna lo- you're probably gonna lose this because you were mm-hmm. stupid for signing that i've done stupid too so you and me are on the same team okay i'm not picking on you but i mean you said you shouldn't have signed that i'm saying you shouldn't have signed that i think it cost you 695 dollars when you signed that without reading it without half but thinking about it yeah. so that's one way you can just pay him the money and call it a day and say well this guy's a dadgum shyster and i'm wasn't real smart when i signed this it cost me a stupid tax yeah. of 695 dollars or you can call an attorney and take this document to them and uh, pay the attorney 250 or $500 to scare the pants off this guy and threaten to countersue him for his shyster activities and um, if they don't pull the claim back. 
Yeah, you can go either way. Neither one would be really wrong, morally or ethically. Um, and um, but but you know, you, the attorney might tell you if he if he does. All I'm doing with the attorney there is what's known as a bluff, mm-hmm. because you're not going to sue somebody over six hundred ninety-five dollars. He's not going to sue you over six hundred ninety-five dollars. But you're not going to get this stupid thing off your collections until you get rid of it and get it off your collections, either by him removing it or you paying it. So, um, a guy like this, though, this is not his first time doing this. No, no, he, he's a butt. No yeah. question about it. Um, and, you know, what I would do is jump on and write some reviews on, you know, you could also call him and say, I'm going to write reviews about your company everywhere, about what a crook you are. And then I'm going to pay the $6.95, but I'm going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars because yeah. you're my new hobby. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. That might be fun. Um, because that, that's really what's going on. But I mean, he, but, but, you know, I've done stuff like this. You don't half look at something, you agree to it, and uh, stinking docusign. There you go. You know, um, Man. so I, I don't know. I'm not an attorney. I'm guessing though that you probably on a technicality. That technicality being, you signed this. You probably lost that money. But you could, you know, you can run the guy up a rail. How much? How much trouble you want to put into seven hundred bucks? It's up to you. It's an energy question. I. You want to know what though, Dave? I probably wouldn't go to the attorney only because I bet this guy's done this so many times. He would know that that's a bluff. Maybe. And she might end up spending. Occasionally, money, you, you know run into saying? somebody like me, and it's not a bluff. <laughs> so I, don't, I would not want to we're gonna, we're run bar- into Dave gonna, on the other end of this. Burn it to ground just to prove <laughs> the point. Because occasionally, I just get redneck about it, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, but you know, I, honestly, you could cost him a lot more than six hundred ninety-five. The uh, you know, uh, yeah, the social media and you know Yelp reviews and anything else you can do. Jump you know all around his website. For six hundred ninety-five dollars, I can hire a web guy to just absolutely make a hobby out Ooh, of it. Ooh, come on now, that's you what know? I'm talking about. It's uh, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay the guy, it's gonna cost him. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have a little fun with it after all. But uh, but also note to self, you know, when I do something stupid and it costs me money, I call that stupid tax. And uh, Barbara, Dave Ramsey's paid a lot of stupid tax. That's why I'm <laughs> qualified to do this show. Because I've done a lot of stupid butt stuff. Hopefully, I can keep y'all from doing it. And signing stuff you don't have to look at, that's in the category. I'm, I've done it, too, though. I've done it, too. It burns you. Because it's some little minor thing like that. You don't think anything about it. Yeah, absolutely. No, and the thing is, when it's vague like that, when it says you may be on the hook for, you know, cancellation fees or what, and there's no actual dollar yeah, amount, so why am I that's having to sign you know. this to get you to do an estimate on a freaking roof? Yeah, that's really, too much. It's not like rocket surgery here. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, now that's that's the thing though i mean we, we've all done it and yeah uh you you said it earlier and that's a good phrase how much energy do you really want to put into something mm-hmm. like this and um i just have to pick occasionally i pick one burn it to the ground and the rest of them i just stroke yeah. a check and forget it and go on and just decide which one you want to burn to the ground yeah um it, if you're angry enough about it burn it to the ground i mean make a big deal out of it you know what i'm gonna do it cost him 60 or 80 grand I, I I need to start having those guys sign my document because I had an estimation the other night well, the guy that, was supposed yeah. to come out never came I'm like I it's interesting how the this story flips well and you know they say stuff like well it's our policy and I always go you know it's strange I've got a policy yeah, too my policy and my policy is I don't sign crap like this mm-hmm. <laughs> or my policy is if if you waste my time you owe me like yeah. can, can we flip it on the other side for once yeah. I talked to a guy, he sat in the doctor's office two hours, past his appointment time, Mm -hmm. waiting on the doctor. 
So you sent the doctor a bill. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Hey, you want to make use up my time? I mean, okay, my time's valuable dadgum, too. That arrogant twerp. You know, is, I'm sitting here trying to give you too much money. Good gosh. You know, I mean, that's the deal. You just got to decide how you want to play this. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Graham is with us in Knoxville. Hey, Graham, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Uh, me and my fiance are getting married next June, and we've been bouncing around the idea of buying a home versus renting. And I wanted to get your thoughts on on that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I would not buy until you're married, for sure. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, we're we were thinking, you know, right around when we're getting married next um, June. Yeah. Do you guys have any? Will you have debt together? We will have very little debt. She has a student loan for about $7,000. We've saved up a pretty good bit going into our marriage and plan on combining our finances and following you know, a lot of your instruction on that. So you pay but off the debt, you'd have an emergency fund, plus you'd have a down payment. Yes. Okay. Then yeah, according, have, according to the have, baby steps and what we teach, you would be in a position to buy a home. Let me, let me tell you an idea to think about, Okay. And it's not it's not a hard and fast. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't call you stupid if you didn't do it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But here's an idea to think about. I think because I'm old and I've seen a lot that one year after you're married, you will pick a different house than one month after you're married. Because I think you will learn a lot about each other during that year. And I always joke and say it takes about a year of marriage to know how close to your mother-in-law to buy. (laughs) But that's the kind, you know, you get to know each other. I would rather relationally you spend the first year of your marriage, all of your energy on your relationship, not on hanging curtains and picking wallpaper Mm -hmm. and for God's sakes doing a renovation. Okay, so I mean, I I just I love the idea of the house not being the purchase, the move, not being an emotional, relational drain. Instead, you all just get really comfortable with each other and pile up a big old stack of cash and the following spring buy a house that I like that. that. Um, And it it comes from the Old Old Testament biblical story uh, in Second Samuel that the young warriors in Israel in those days were not allowed to go to battle in the first year of marriage. They had to stay home and take care of the family. They were not allowed to go to battle until they'd been married at least a year. And so that, you know, it's a bit symbolic or metaphorical, if you will. Uh, and, and it's not something that you would be completely unwise and stupid and foolish and all that. No, mm-hmm. it's none of that. I just, I just think you're going to make a different decision a year later. I absolutely agree with that. And you've known each other. You get to know each other a little bit better by then we've been, you're dating, able to we've been ex- dating six years yeah you ain't been it's living different. together it's different i mean you've not been married together you yeah. might have been living together i don't know what you're doing but yeah but it's different uh, yeah i i it's 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 a different deal man mm-hmm. and um and it's not it's not that dramatic really but it's just it's subtle yeah it, it's um and and the thing i also the the thing that that makes you do is it makes you push back against the whole culture that's yelling at you buy a house 
house, buy a house, buy a house. Oh, renting is throwing your money away. Buy a house, buy a house, buy a house. Oh, renters are going to hell. Buy a house, buy a house. You know, people are just go crazy. They're like a beagle chasing a rabbit, man. And it's just, you know, it's okay to have a little bit of patience. Home ownership is a great plan. Mm -hmm. Owning a home and getting it paid off is a great financial wealth building plan. But everybody doesn't have to buy a house right now. Just calm your butt down. You know, it's like, ugh. And the longer you wait, the more you'll have more money to put down on it. Yeah. So there's that. And who knows what the interest rates will do during that time? Might be fun. It might. Oh, that's true. Or are um, you trying to make a call here, Dave? Are you? No, are you calling nope, something? Nope. Okay, I'm, just checking. I'm just saying, it'd be we'll be after an election at that okay. point, and we'll see what's happening. I didn't so. know if you were seeing your shadow or what. <laughs> <laughs> that happens around here a lot because uh, yeah, I've seen things. <laughs> you get old things circle back around. If you keep the suit coat long enough, it comes back in style. You yeah. know. So, all right, here we go. Uh, JT is in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Hi, JT. How are you? Dave and Jane, how's it going? Better than we deserve. What's up? So I'm about to be at a point where I'm completely out of debt. I've uh, been working on it the last few years, and I'm about to hit zero. Hey, way to go. My question is, is it, uh, <laughs> is it foolish to go back into debt? Yes. To start a business? Yes. <laughs> You just called the Ramsey show, JT. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you walked into the bear cave and you asked did. the bear if it was hungry. <laughs> you already know the answer, I mean, it's JT. Advice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the business? Uh, my trade or work is a, I'm a 401k consultant. I do a risk of compliance. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. It's going to start my own firm, and it's a lot to try to just bankroll. Why? And Why? What do you got to bankroll? That's what I'm wondering. Well, I, I mean, don't, I don't cash from, flow you day one. Well, I mean, everything from, you know, software, agreements, Look, all sorts of stuff. Wait a minute. For what? You don't need, you got to have customers first. Well, I mean, I've. Not so much worried about that part of getting everything started. Yeah, but you're going. What too are you fast. getting started? What do you mean? Well, I mean, you don't have any money. Well, I mean, not enough to get this thing going. Well, what do you right think it takes back. to get this going? Why? Why have you decided? What you're describing to me, you need a computer and some sweat. Okay, and a customer. Yeah, or six. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. I'm, for what I'm doing, I'd be go, I'd be whale hunting in a canoe, and I need some stuff to be able to do such things. Okay, you are not ready to open a business and leave your job when you have absolutely no customers. Whale so hunting here, in a canoe means that you don't have a clue where your customers are coming from. You're not ready to open a business, and it has nothing to do with a loan. Mm-hmm. You well, need some customers on the do, hook. Well, the first thing I do, I would take my current job and ask that they uh, 1099 me. And I would contract all the work that I'm doing right now and then go look for my own bigger client. So I have an idea for cash flow. Okay, so now but we're eating. Big. Now, why are we whale hunting in a canoe? Well, we got to go after big fish to eat big, right? Well, uh, I think you're... No, I mean, rabbits are more plentiful. Let's kill some of those. Neat. I think you're missing <laughs> the beauty of the type of business that you're starting, which is this is a business you can start with little to no overhead. And little to no cash. Yeah. 
it's, you need it, enough to eat on, but I don't want you floating in a canoe looking for a whale starving to death because yeah. you didn't have any plan or any background. But if you got a plan to, for cash flow day one on the 1099 side, then um, and you think they'll do that, what's the probability of them doing that? I think so because I'd be taking on a lot of my, uh, you know, I'd get my own insurance and stuff like that. Okay. You know, this is so vague, and you have not proformed this out. The business you're in demands that you do a better job of proforming than you have done so far. This is a vague, a group of vague generalities, and I'm going to go borrow money. No, you don't need to borrow money. You need to organically cash flow this little service-oriented business, and you're going to be just fine. Uh, and you need to put together a business plan and process that has the probability of you being able to eat and cover the cost of basic software services. But there's no big 500000 or $50,000 or $20,000 outlay for you to come out of the ground being a consultant. Yeah. That's, I think, Dave, people think if you build it, they'll come. And I think it's the no. opposite. You've got to go get them and then build it while, like, you've got to build it yeah. while they're coming. If you build it, they will come. In the movie world is called the field of dreams. Yep. In the business world is called a field of nightmares. <laughs> so, no, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't want to do that. You need to have, you need to have the, some, you know, I tell our guys all the time, hey, elephant hunting is great, mm. but they're a lot more rare than rabbits. You, you can eat really good on rabbits. Okay. There's lots of rabbits. Go get the rabbits, and occasionally you stumble into an elephant, then that's extra. But let, let's go get the rabbits. Sounds let's like get a the... business model that churns cash here. Yeah. Stack some cash. You're fine, JT. Do not borrow into the vagueness that you are describing us. You're really going to make a mess. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Jade Washall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Aaron and Melissa are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Good. We're good. good. Where do you guys live? Just north of Rochester, New Hampshire. Oh, it's a bit of a haul to Nashville. It is. Yeah. Well, welcome. Good to have you. And all the way here to do a debt-free scream. How much have you paid off? $162,158. $162,158. All right. Way to go. And your range of income during that time? About 83000 to 119000 Cool. And uh, what do you guys do for a living? I am a service tech at a fuel company. Mm-hmm. And I've been a homeschooling, stay-at-home mom for 22 years, but I also do eBay sales. That works. Cool. Okay. And how long did it take you to pay off the one sixty-two? Four and a half years. All right. Yes. Very good. Excellent. Okay, what kind of debt was it? About two thousand was credit card, 
18000 was a vehicle loan, and the rest was the house. You Come paid on. off your house. Yes. Look at Woo. that weird people. <laughs> Way to go, Amazing. weirdos. I love it. Wow. <laughs> What's the house worth? About 500000 Let's Very go. Cool. How much in your retirement accounts? About two fifty. All right, bumping up, getting ready to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Look at you guys! I love it. Congratulations! (laughs) Thank you. How long have y'all been married? Twenty-eight years. All right, and five years ago, somebody said something, and (laughs) you changed. How'd you get connected (laughs) to us? What happened? Aaron actually heard you on your radio show, Mm -hmm. and then he started listening a little more intently, and it got him thinking. I had recently picked up a full-time babysitting job, mm-hmm. and the money just wasn't there. We're like, mm-hmm. we have more money coming in. Where is it? Mm-hmm. So he brought it to my attention, and I listened, and we both just said, let's do it. Let's go. Oh, wow. And just off the radio we, show. Yep. yep. Wow. And we went out and got Total Money Makeover, and we just hit the road. <laughs> I just love like it. that. And four and a half years later, your house was paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After 25 years of marriage, or 20 years of marriage, you did something completely different yeah absolutely yep. wow way to go you guys thank, thank you. you they thank gotta you. feel pretty cool man feels awesome you knocked it out we did. How, we did i mean how does it feel to be debt free no payments no house payment no nothing it feels amazing and free I yeah. bet. yes yes so you listen to the radio and you hear a guy talking about getting out of debt how to build wealth what did the people around you think when you said i'm following the radio guy we're doing everything (laughs) like like he says and that's how we're getting out of this did people think you were crazy a little bit they they were excited for us but nobody was like oh i'm gonna try that like Mm. it just wasn't realistic i guess yeah now it is yeah now it is because now it's done mic drop boom yeah so we were sailing pretty good (laughs) and uh yeah and then in january of this year Aaron was diagnosed with neck and, I mean, uh, tongue and neck cancer. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So that halted everything for a bit. Yeah. Um, the surgeon said to expect to be out of work for four to six months. Mm. Mm. He had just changed companies for the first time in 21 years. And so we weren't going to get short-term disability. Oh, oh my He hadn't gosh. been there long enough. So that would mean zero income. Two oh, weeks wow. shy. Yeah. It, two more weeks. If they could have pushed the surgery mm-hmm. out, we could have gotten some. Um, but so how'd you make it through that time? We had followed the principles and we had that three to six month savings Mm. and we knew right away we were going to have financial peace that we didn't have to stress about that. We also had a lot of generosity from friends and family. Mm. Wow. So how are you doing now? The peace we had from the emergency fund and the life insurance was everything to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here today to thank wow. you, Dave. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm proud of you. And so you got a full recovery? We yes. just found out he's cancer free. Come on, yes, somebody. Yes. Hey, that's better than debt free. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, debt free is good. Cancer free is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Way to go, that's man. Amazing. What a great, what a horrible thing to go through, but what a great result. Mm-hmm. But yeah. having that money in the account was mm-hmm. everything. Because yeah. we would have been thinking about that instead of. Fighting cancer. Fighting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it, take, it takes everything you got to fight one thing, and you can't have six different things going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you didn't have to worry about that. Wow. Wow, yep. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad you're okay. That's the big thing. Me too. Yeah. And if you guys are looking through your radio at home, you can't see their uh, I drank the Kool Aid t shirts. <laughs> so there you go. They have officially joined the cult. Amen. So, um, say what? 
I just said amen. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, what I thought you said and then. I missed it. Okay. <laughs> Way to go, guys. Congratulations. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Right. A big p- part of it is just to have contentment with what you have. Mm-hmm. We've always lived a very thrifty lifestyle. We've never carried much debt. We're content with what we have, but I think that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Enabled you to just click that about two notches and knock the whole thing out. Right. Yeah, it wasn't like right. this massive change, mm-hmm. but you just had to get real intentional. Yes. You know, that's a big thing. Content, uh, contentment's everything. I have a key, too. When I yes. uh, got diagnosed, uh, I came up with saying it was opportunities. Um, sorry. Um, challenges are just opportunities to prove how strong you are. I and I think right. that's true with that also. Yeah. The challenge makes you a harder. Yeah. At least for my personality. You're exactly right. That. That's exactly right. That's how things work. So, Very well done, you guys. Man, you're heroes. That's an amazing story. I'm so proud of you. Wow. Uh, who was cheering you on outside the two of you on the dead? Anybody? They were just looking at you going, you kind of lost it maybe. <laughs> we were definitely our biggest cheerleaders and pushing each other along. Um, yeah. But our kids have also adopted your principles, and they've been very excited watching us through this journey. So that's been encouraging to us to see them feeding off of it they do think we're crazy they do (laughs) (laughs) they live the principles now even though one of them's an adult Mm -hmm. yeah well they saw it work for you and they saw it change your life so yeah very cool well we got the live and give box for you that's the baby steps millionaires box you're almost our book you're almost there and uh the the total money makeover book to give away and hopefully get somebody else moving it helped you get you moving and uh, that book has helped a lot of people get moving and, of course, Financial Peace University membership as well. So congratulations, heroes. Thank you. Very, Thank very you. well done. Took control of your life. So Aaron and Melissa, Rochester, New Hampshire, 162000 paid off, four and a half years, making 83 to 119 almost baby-step millionaires with a paid-off house and everything. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. One, we're debt free! Yeah! Yes! Love it. Wow. Just by listening to the show, Dave. You know, life is going to come at you. Sometimes life is named car wreck. Sometimes it's named job layoff. Sometimes it's named throat cancer. Mm. But life is going to come at you. And if you have that emergency fund in place and you don't have any debt, it puts you, I mean, what Aaron is saying there, it puts you in a completely different posture to fight against whatever life is wanting to deal you. Yeah, that's right. Because it's going to deal you something. Mm -hmm. You know, we always tell people, you need an emergency fund. It's going to rain. Dave, you need to be positive. I'm positive. It's going to rain. Yeah, that's just life. It's not being negative. It's just knowing that something's going to come your way. You don't get out of life without something coming your way. It's wisdom. I mean, the the flying monkeys on the Wizard of Oz, there's always going to be flying monkeys somewhere. Even if you're on the Yellow Brick Road, there's flying monkeys. You just, life is going to, something's going to come. I'd love to say I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen The Wizard of Oz. You're kidding me. Mic drop. You're kidding. How? You're, are you an American? I. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you not have seen The I Wizard know. of it's Oz? It's always just seemed like a weird movie to me, so I never watched it. Wow. Sorry. You have, you, I, I'm going to have to talk to Sam. We're going to have to remedy this. <laughs> We're having a we're having a watch party, and I'm going to go rent the thing. 
We're going to, oh my goodness. Oh boy. Uh, we're going to put it on the big screen out here, uh, up in the event center. <laughs> we're gonna, let's have it at the event center, have all the people bring their children and get the, I mean, the original, the real Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I'm talking about the real one. Oh, my. I, I, I believe your analogy made sense on for some for some people. Jade. <laughs> I mean, that's not just a boomer thing. I, I mean, that's that's just um, that's America and apple pie and yeah, Chevrolet know. and the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a little known fact. Wow. How do you not know about the flying monkeys? I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and, oh, this is the Ramsey Show. Thanks for joining us, America. We're so glad you're with us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Forbes reporting Americans are overdue with their car payments at the highest rate in nearly 30 years. Higher car prices and rising interest rates are hindering car owners' ability to afford their vehicle payments. As 6.1% of subprime auto borrowers are at least 60 days past due on their loans, the highest percentage in data backing all dating back all the way to 1994, mm. according to Bloomberg. Gen Z and millennials may account for a significant amount of the borrowers behind on their auto loans as the two generations recorded auto loan delinquency rates last year that were significantly higher than pre-pandemic levels, mm. according to NBC News. Interest rates for used cars are 13 and a half on average for those with fair credit, but can rocket up to 21 with those with worst credit and subprime loans 6.1 percent behind on a subprime loan yeah they shouldn't have been buying these cars to begin with that's the problem yeah it's that's the problem when it's subprime it's because you've got low credit you've got low income there's a reason that they don't want you borrowing money and so they say well we'll just jack up the interest rate right this so that a, we can cover high, our butts you're a high risk high borrower. Risk. yep so they're going to charge you super high interest rates and and continue your problems yeah. for you because they know but they, i was forced to buy a car no you weren't. Mm-hmm. you weren't they did not have a gun you were not forced to do anything i have chosen to do some stupid things in my life but i have to take ownership of the fact that i chose to do it i was not forced to do it That's i right. wanted it I had car fever. Mm-hmm. I loved the smell of the leather. Mm-hmm. And I paid way too much. And I put it on a high interest rate because I was stupid. Yeah. And um, I suspect that some people have done that. Well, what's interesting is it's this is significantly higher than pre-pandemic levels, which to me indicates that after their pandemic, people got used to extra money coming in whether it was subsidies from the government or whether it was i wasn't paying my student loan Mm. and let's just go get a car let's get a new let's get a new camry we have the illusion of margin in our budget because of these biden bucks that's right and uh there's not a real margin in my budget but i will go and act like there is Mm -hmm. and because the famous famous words of right before you die we can afford the payments these are the famous words of fools right before you prove right. you're a fool. Right, because all you all you care about is how much per month. Rich people ask how much. Poor people ask how much down, how much a month. Ay, 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 ay. And they're not talking about what these payments are because we know what the average payment is. $717 last time I checked. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um six hundred dollars. Six fifty. The interesting thing though, the way Forbes and the uh financial media couches these things, it's as if the people that did this are victims. Right. You know, it's like um, the Gen Z and millennials may account for a significant amount of the borrowers behind on their loans. These two generations have recorded auto loan delinquency rates last year that were significantly higher than pre-pandemic levels. No, I, I, I can't get behind that, Dave, because they went to the dealership and they said, sign me up. Sign, I'll sign on the dotted line. They, they made that choice. No one said you had to get a car loan. No one said you had to spend $25,000 on a brand new car. You chose to do that. Higher vehicle prices are at fault. Higher no. borrowing costs costs are no. at fault, according to the article. No. no. Um, let me help you. You want to know what causes vehicle prices to come down? Lower demand. Uh, people aren't buying them. They'll price adjust. It's mm-hmm. what's happening to higher education mm-hmm. right now. Colleges are getting ready to experience this. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have decided it's, I'm not going to pay $250,000 for a degree in left-handed puppetry. It doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and end up being a barista. No, I don't, I'm not going to do that. And um, people are waking up. And you yeah. know what? If car prices are so high, then don't buy them. That, that's what I'm saying. Oh, shocking. Look, when. See, here's the thing. It's the, it's the ancient word. We have forgotten the ancient word. No. N- yeah, you press your tongue towards the roof of your mouth, release and <laughs> blow air past it sounds like this no no you can't tell anyone no because immediately you're that's hate speech now yeah no and you told me i can't do something <laughs> i just did that's right no yeah i don't like dave ramsey i didn't you know i wasn't running a poll <laughs> i'm just here to help you but dave i have to live in my truth and my truth is telling me that i need self-care and i need a new car see the problem, and the way for me to take care of myself is to get this new car the problem After is all, if I you have your own truth day, and i have my own truth and they're in conflict one of them is not the truth hmm so it's kind of you're not allowed to like own your own truth it's sorry it's not like a thing you can buy you can't go to walmart and buy a box of truth and it's different than, you know, it's a variety. I get a variety pack, a different kind of truth, depending on what truth I want. Now, one truth, if it's in conflict with another truth, by definition, one of them is not the truth. The truth is independent <laughs> of your little feelings, darling. I'm, I'm offended, Dave. I know. But, I'm offended. And I'm supposed to care. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so fun. Hey, guys. If you can't tell, we're making fun of you. Yes, we are. Definitely. Um. Yeah, you're. If you make all of your adult decisions with your feelings, you are by definition a child. Mm-hmm. And so, when you purchase something that you can't afford with money that you don't have, to impress people you don't even really like, at twenty one percent on subprime, and then you get delinquent on the payment, yeah. eleven hundred and forty two dollar car payment. Mm. Then you become a statistic, and then people like Forbes make fun of your entire generation because of that and by the way the gen z's and the millennials are actually two very good financial generations they've done a very good job by and large but a portion of every generation is stupid well the problem is and a portion of the gen z and a portion of the millennials portion of the boomers are stupid the problem is dave is if you're always pointing to the the problem out there that's the reason it's the 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 dealership it's the interest rates it's inflation it's supply chain if you're always pointing to something out there for your own behavior you'll never be able to fix it you'll never be able to fix it 
and you'll never get out of debt and you'll never stop fooling around with cars. And everybody has to take that moment and look inward. When Sam and I were getting out of debt, we had one, a, a Jeep car payment for 303 and a Hummer H3 for 432 a month. That's so much in car payments. And I, I mean, I thought like, this is the way you're supposed to live life. This is what you have to do. And it took me listening to the Ramsey show and listening to things and people going, that's so dumb. That's so stupid. And at some point you have to look at yourself and go, could, could I really be making a stupid decision Mm -hmm. and not blame? You're never going to get past it. You've got to look, there's a reason you don't have any money and it's sitting in your driveway. (laughs) It's the largest thing we all buy that goes down in value. I don't hate cars. I just hate what they do to people that can't afford them. Right. And, um, you know, when you start talking, I mean, if you take $550 a month and invest it from age 30 to age 65, you're going to have $5.5 million right. in a mutual fund. Hope you like the car. It's a $5 million mistake. Yeah. That your kids are crunching up Cheerios in the back and, and your friends are throwing up in the back. Oh, gross. I'm just saying. What kind of friends have you got? Well, if you got a, I'm just saying. Who's... I haven't had friends throw up in the back of my car since college. Look, God, just gross, Jay. I'm just saying, this is what, okay, your kid, your kid throwing up in the back. Yeah, the dog. I'll go with the dog, okay? I'll go with that. The dog got car sick. Oh, Oh, boy. But either way, either way, the thing's going down in value. (laughs) In your case, more than mine, but wow, they go down in value like a rock. Look, people are driving these cars for Uber. You, you know those cars are getting tore up. Ooh, nasty. Yeah, nasty. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, if you can't pay cash for your car, you should not buy the car. That will help you gain wealth later to be able to drive anything you want to drive. In other words, if you'll drive like no one else, later you can drive like no one else. I did today. This is The Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.